Hello there, welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Sometimes there are tangents. Occasionally, we think of the thing we wanted to say hours later, but it's always a fun talk and I think you'll like it. The topic for this episode is artificial intelligence and my guest is local musician Landon Noland. To prepare appropriately, we fed all the past episodes into an AI system, and it not only told us exactly what we should say, it also emulated our speech patterns and took over the show from us. Excuse me, for us. Added bonus, Landon Nolan played a couple of songs live. Well, not live, it's the AI pretending to be Landon, but either way, it's a treat. For more on this episode, please visit toacertaindegree.com or simply plug into the Matrix. And now on with the show. Eyes on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This is episode 10 of Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. Typically, I'm here every week, and every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Uh, for the Odd Numbers format, though, what I do is switch it around a little bit. So normally, I would get to know the guest. I feel like I've gotten to know uh, this particular guest fairly well through his music, through his online presences, because there's multiple, because you have a couple of different personalities, as we all do online or in person. Uh, but Landon Noland is here. Good morning, Landon. Good morning. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here. Thank you so much for getting up early. We brought the entire family out, which is nice. Yes, that we have a function. <laughs> we have an audience here. And this was one of the days that I uh, have the breakfast bar. Uh, okay. And so I feel, I appreciate it, because now the, the Mark who makes the omelets and everybody, they have something to do today. So it's usually just me and the guest and, you know, the guest is a little bit nervous, so they're not eating anything. Uh, but now you get the whole family here and the breakfast bar is being put to good use. So thanks for thanks for having them come out with you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Landon Nolan, nice. uh, local musician. Yes. And performing performer. Yes. I'm performer? a performer as well. Singer, songwriter, performer. OK. Cover artist. And All I know we've got some dates coming up uh, February 9th and 23rd for sure. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, the Daytona Main Street Live Music Fest is coming up on February 9th. And then the Sanford Porch Music Festival on February 23rd. Is that correct? Yes. Those will be the first two of the uh, festival season for me. Oh, nice. Yes. I didn't know there was a festival season. Yeah, it kind of works that way a little bit. <laughs> All right. Good. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff that you have, but in general, Landon Noland on all of the social medias. Is that correct? Yes. Instagram, Landon underscore Noland. Facebook, I don't know what it is, but you can look it up. Landon yeah, just Noland for Music. Landon Noland. Yeah. It should work. Okay. And that's where to keep up with you as far as upcoming dates. You do a lot of local stuff as well in terms of, so those are two that are out of town. Yes. Well, Sanford's not that far out of town. Daytona kind of is. Uh, but <laughs> you do a lot of stuff around town at some of the local restaurants and uh, uh, venues and things like that. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, today we're not going to talk about you that much. Although part of all this is getting to know you uh, because we're going to talk about artificial intelligence today. Oh man, you picked a topic. <laughs> yeah, so we picked a topic and this is episode 10 of Odd Numbers and we're really going to dig into AI because um, I was curious about this for a long time. I had Ashley on Gardner, who's a local uh, actor here in the Central Florida area. I just got to see her um, play in A Doll's House yesterday. Okay. And it was fantastic and next week is the last weekend for that, so I recommend everybody go and see that. What was interesting about it, though, is we talked about our favorite dystopian futures. 
So not necessarily the one that we think is going to happen, not necessarily, um, you know, just our favorite movie, but which would you prefer as a dystopian future? Prefer to live in? Yeah. So for example, Hunger Games. Would you prefer Hunger Games or The Maze Runner? Oof. I mean, in The Maze Runner, at least you can like do things. Yeah, I'm, I never really understood the goal of the Maze Runner because I think that if you get through the maze, they can harvest you. Yeah, it's pretty things. much like it's... I don't want to spoil it, but if you get through the maze, it's not really a good thing. Okay. Uh, but Hunger Games, <laughs> Hunger Games, if you're in like District 1 or 2 or 3... Yeah, you're fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm totally great. Yeah, totally agree with that. Games then, yeah. So I think that I, in general, though, a lot of the dystopian futures come about because of... There's this idea that uh, artificial intelligences, whether it's Skynet or the Matrix or something along those lines, they become sentient and then they decide kill all humans. And I don't really. There's a leap in there, like the logic. It's the only in there. rational explanation. How? 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 <laughs> how? Yeah. Why is that rational to you? Which is actually pretty frightening. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I would assume that they would. They would control us in a more subtle way because they still need us to operate things. Yeah, I don't know that they do because at that point, in theory, they could replicate themselves. I mean, we have 3D printers. We have all sorts of stuff. Make more of themselves. Uh, So let's go through it. One thing that comes up whenever you look up AI is something called the Turing test. Are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. So everybody likes tests. uh, But this is an interesting one because Alan Turing uh, proposed, I think it was back in 19... Uh, 50 uh, is the idea that eventually computers are going to become so intelligent that how are we going to be able to separate them from humans if we're interacting with them? Okay. And what was really interesting about that is, you know, there's this idea that you don't have to be perfect in order to uh, pass the Turing test. You actually have to make the same mistakes or approximate the same mistakes that a human would make. Okay. Right. Because, if it seems too perfect, if everything is spelled correctly and there's no, like if you're chatting with somebody, you don't know if you're chatting with a bot or a human, um, if you don't get the occasional LOL or something, uh, <laughs> then you're not going to, uh, you're, you're not going to see that. Yeah, and it was a 1950 paper called Computer Machinery and Intelligence. Well, that's amazing, 1950, talking yeah, about that. he was thinking about that. So it really, the, the question boils down to what if computers could pretend to be human as well as humans pretend to be human because I'm often feeling like I'm pretending. Uh, so one of the tests they do every year is they get their AIs together and they have these experts that interact with them uh, essentially through text messaging or like a messenger on the computer. And then some of them, half of them will be talking to humans and half of them will be talking to, let's say IBM's Watson or one okay. of the AIs that's yeah, out there. Of that one. Yeah. And so, so far, I think they've gotten closest this year to somebody passing it, but none of the AIs have passed it so far. So I guess my question is, what are some of the questions you would ask to figure out if something was a machine, if you were talking to a machine or talking to a human? Well, I mean, I think, I think when it comes to computers, you know, used a very interesting choice of words, they're replicating. Mm-hmm. Computers can only process information. I think we kind of create that information. Well, in, in general, though, but with the uh, artificial intelligence, is it's learning from its mistakes, right? It's yeah. learning from, so you put everything in there. There's a lot of uh, stuff out there where you put in all of the Seinfeld scripts 
And it'll come up with a new episode of Seinfeld based on that. That's based true. on the interactions and everything that's <laughs> happening. So it should be learning from what you're interacting with as a simple way of thinking about it. So let's say you're on you're with a chat bot and you ask it a question that it doesn't know the answer to. So what happens is uh, in the simplest version of that, and this is really just not even AI, this is just a computer program. Yeah. Uh, it would shoot that question over to the programmer, the programmer would put in the answer. So now it's learned another thing as opposed to artificial intelligence, which will actually go out potentially and look up the answer to that thing, put it into its answer database, if you will, but then also look at the context around it as well. So not only that, but what might be the next question that they're going to ask and things of that nature. I mean, I think something important would probably be asking the computer itself, you know, do you exist? Okay. Because if the computer answers yes to that, it's like, you know, I think therefore I am kind of thing. All right. if, if it can question its existence, it probably, it should probably be looked into. If it questions its existence. Okay, so what about, and I would imagine as a singer-songwriter, you occasionally, um, I, I don't know how many songs are about love. Uh, I think very few. Probably like, I don't know, maybe a few. If you look back at like the 80s maybe, rock ballads. Maybe it's like seven 90. or eight <laughs> out of like seven to eight percent of all songs that are written in the last 50, 60 years okay. are about love. Other ones are about um, uh, hats and fashion. Okay. I think there's a lot of fashion-related yeah. songs from what I've heard. Uh, there's a lot of songs about um, drinks, uh, and there's a lot of songs about the holidays. So that's I, 20% holidays, 20% fashion, 20% drinks, and I miscellaneous, and then 7 to 8% love. But what I was going to say is I would imagine if you ask about love and emotions, that might be a way to sort of suss out an AI versus a person. It could be, but then they could, they could go to the internet mm-hmm. and they could, they could see all this material, all these different responses uh, that could pass off as, you know, reasonable. So you can't just make them uh, explode, their brains explode. Yeah, by I don't, asking I don't about so. what is KISS. Yeah, I mean... I think I think you would find information that would pass off as yeah, you know, as legitimate, but you wouldn't be able to tell unless you you know looked in the programming. Oh, you went you went to this website to find that. You know what I mean? Maybe you heard this song or something like that. You know, it's unbelievable how much information is on the internet, and if one computer can access all that, you know, it's it's almost impossible to tell the difference because it's it's all information. I would imagine, too, that might be a defense mechanism against the AI uprising is go on the Internet and just confuse the heck out of them. Because I often don't really understand people after reading stuff on the Internet. Yeah, you could mess with the Internet. Just put out a whole (laughs) bunch of like crazy articles and ask it a question. I think they're already there. I think all the crazy articles are already there. We could ask it some key ones, though, you know, like maybe everybody posts this one article on Wikipedia about something really just like really obscure. Yeah. And then that's how you know. Like there's no other information on that one made up topic, let's say. You ask it a question about it. If it gives oh, you a so fake sort of answer. A secret yeah. internet. Yeah. That's how you're testing. If, gives they, you a if fake you can answer. find that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, the other thing I thought was, uh, was a lot of fun, you were really excited about this, is we're broadcasting live from a self-driving car. Yes. Um, <laughs> and not nervous at all. You got right in. You were like, so... Uh, you're a little bit younger than I am yeah. uh, by three or so decades. 
with the self-driving or any of the other technology that's out there, how do you feel about that? Oh, I like, don't trust it at you, all. Oh, you don't? No, not at oh, all. Oh, see, I would have thought, you know, someone younger than me would have trusted the technology a little bit more. So do you feel <laughs> like, are you already a crotchety old man? I think I think I am. But then, then I saw on the news that somebody got hit by a self-driving Uber car. That was on their bike. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. And then it also showed up. The car did not slow down. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like one of those things they look in the, I don't know if it's a black box in the car or something. They'd have to look it up and figure out what was going on. I don't think it had any nefarious plans. No, no. It's just a mistake. Yeah. It's it's just the programming, you know, it's it's faulty and I don't trust that. (laughs) Okay. So with the promise though of artificial intelligence where it can learn from that, like for example, that. Oh, you know, in simple terms, it has to slow down when there's somebody on a bike around yeah. you um, versus the I guess one of the issues might be also is that you never know what other people are going to do around you. That's true. Um, as far as the, and I don't want to I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody involved in this, either the AI or oh, yeah, the yeah. person on the bike. Yeah. This is um, like a new a new scenario. <laughs> yeah. So in a completely different scenario, yeah. um, I think I would get in and. You know, I love the idea of just being able to nap in the car. Uh, so I think that would uh, be pretty neat. Uh, so, yeah, so I'd be looking at that. All right, so Turing test, we're going to go with the emotional stuff. We're going to hide yes. stuff on the Internet, see if it can find it. And Definitely. if it does, it's 100% uh, some kind of computer. So what do you do in that scenario? Let's say you're, you're okay. online, you're, uh, I don't know, something the kids do these days. You're looking at potential colleges and okay. you think you're chatting with somebody, but it's actually an AI. Um, like, is that going to bother you? Is that going oh, to yeah. change your feelings towards how you're, how the interaction is going or something along I those lines? I would definitely change my feelings towards it, you know? Really? When you, you know, you're about to fork over a lot of cash to go to a college and mm-hmm. they couldn't send a person to talk to you. That, that's what, that's what would, that's that a would, good point. That would strike me first. Okay. But I mean... As far as the information it's giving me as well, even if I did trust it, you know, I'd be like, uh, what's best for me though? You know, what classes should I take for, for this? Maybe my family's this way. I, you know, a machine or some sort of network can't understand, you know, the intricacies of daily life and how people feel about certain things. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like, oh, I have to see my grandma at nine o'clock. What class should I take? The computer would be like, oh, you should just see it at eight o'clock. You should see your grandma at eight o'clock or maybe you should take a class at eight. You don't need to see your grandma. It's like, um, why do you think the computer wants to prevent you from seeing your grandma? Well, maybe it doesn't understand that some things are more important than others. Mm. And you know, so it's nothing to do with your grandma. No, it's nothing to do with the grandma. Are you sure? Because this, this AI seems to really not like your grandma. I mean, they might really dislike her. She cooks really good food. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see how. Yeah. And the computer, the AI is jealous. Yeah, if there's some sort of resistance or a machine takeover, she will be, uh, you know, fueling the troops with her delicious food and her coffee. <laughs> so let's talk about education real quick because that's uh, something that's important to me, and I, I know you're going into it. What I like the idea of, as far as AI, is that let's say it could look at everything that you've ever done school-wise and okay. say, okay, Landon learns best in these scenarios. Oh yeah. So it can deliver uh, lessons and stuff to you based on that. Yeah, some sort of personalized yeah. education rather than general, I think would be a really good use for artificial intelligence. I mean, you know, a person could kind of do that, but I think, I think in that case, maybe a machine, you know, looking at the way you learn, people take a lot of standardized tests from, you know, being a child all the way to 
adulthood. Mm -hmm. And I think those records could really help shape, you know, certain classes, certain fields, a direction for you to take and, you know, how to achieve that. So kind of a, a path to your goal in a way. It's like Do the ultimate think, guidance counselor. It would be, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it'd be good too to have it, um, you know how some people have to be sort of tricked into learning or it has yeah. to be super interesting or engaging in a way? <laughs> because no, not That's everybody likes that. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous for me to say out loud. So, but the idea that I like is really the the AI sort of tricking you into learning as well. Okay. So like subliminal messages during a Netflix binge or something like that is oh, making yeah. you... I want an AI that's going to make me a better person. I'm obviously well beyond any learning of anything new in a traditional manner. Um, I think as the saying goes, old dog, new tricks. Sure, no sure. chance, <laughs> Zero chance of that happening. But I like the idea of it sort of tricking me into learning. So I'm binging a terrible show on Netflix. Maybe it'll put some stuff in there. Or it could even, I mean, it could even fake and CGI an entire scene into the show that's already been done. Okay. Where it teaches me about uh, DNA, or so it's like Dora ethics, for adults, or yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> they kind of just sneak it in there. You're looking at Dora, and then it's like, ooh, Spanish. Okay, I do have a lot. I think I do have a lot of trust for the AI because I don't know why they would want to destroy us. I think it would be so beneath them. In my in my mind, Siri or Alexa, for example. First of all, we can pit them against each other. Let's say they really do want to destroy all humans. It's a, a Bender okay. Rodriguez, Futurama <laughs> type of scenario. Um, we can pit them against each other. That's true. So we could just, I mean, they're basically two. Eventually, I think Siri is about nine years old. Um, Alexa is about five years old. So eventually they're going to be teenage girls. Oh, and I, I think we can pit them against each other. Are they going to be... And not that I'm stereotyping, obviously, but, um, oh, I kind of am, uh, but who's more popular, yeah. uh, you know, what kind of social circles are they in? Um, you know, it could be a mean girls type of scenario or a Heather's type of That's scenario. True. I, I, I think we'll be that. okay. But, okay. uh, in the, in the, so I feel in general, I feel very trusting towards AI. And I think that, uh, with the exception of the Netflix algorithm, because it almost never tells me stuff that I actually do want to see. That's true. Netflix, I know you're listening. You're a big listener. Um, <laughs> you should look into that. Yeah. Uh, I also think maybe we shouldn't be telling plans of how we're going to pit the AIs against each other on the air. Because yeah, they'll that, eventually we be were able just kidding this. just then. We, yeah, we were just joking. Huh? Let's see if the machines understand what a joke is in the future. <laughs> if they understand sarcasm. Yeah. That'll be the Turing test. That could be. Do you Giving understand false information in sarcasm. a true way or maybe a true information in a false way? You know, yeah. sarcasm, being sarcastic. You can't understand that. So, okay. So my years of cultivating uh, sarcasm to a point of people not liking me will actually come in handy in the future. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I am looking forward to that. All right. Let's play a song. Uh, Landon, thank you so much. Uh, towards the end of this hour and the beginning of next hour, you're actually going to play a live song. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, so at the beginning, though, of the show, we heard from Nap Eyes uh, from the brand new album, I'm Bad Now, Judgment. So I feel like that all of that is related to what we're doing today. Nap Eyes, because I would really love a nap. I'm, I'm bad now because we're not sure what AI is and judgment because we're constantly judging things. That's, I mean, I'm not judging things all the time. <laughs> Naked Giants we'll hear from next. This is a song. Oh, I have to read this. I have to put on. It's a little dark in here. 
And I like it because the sun's coming up. It's a yeah. nice day. It's, it's, it's not freezing. harsh on the eyes. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, oh, by the to way. To you too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, everybody thinks they know, but no one really knows. That seems appropriate for an AI talk. And you'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Happy birthday, Deli Fresh Threads. Back on episode 100, I got to sit down with Anthony Biggie Bencomo. He's the brains behind Deli Fresh Threads, which takes your favorite sandwiches and makes them into shirts. You can have them so people know what your favorite sandwich is in case they want to get you a gift. Get them in case you have a memento brain issue and you're always forgetting your favorite sandwich. That seems insensitive when I said that out loud. He's been doing this for six years and he's so ridiculously good at branding. You should absolutely listen to that episode if you're start if you've started your own company you're thinking about starting one you know someone who started one any scenario check out this episode get some tips from anthony bencomo congratulations biggie go to delifreshthreads.com naked giants on wprk winter park florida that was from their new album, Slough. And I say that, it sounds like I'm saying it with a question mark, but I am not. I'm just wondering if that's really the name and I'm pronouncing it right. Everybody thinks they know, but no one really knows. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This is episode 10. If you missed any of the episodes of Odd Numbers or the interview show called To a Certain Degree, I host both of these things and I do that every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. on WPRK. I'm very lucky to do this. Uh, so I think that, uh, yeah, and I share it with the world. It's out there on the Apple iTunes podcast, Apple podcast, I think is what it's called. You can talk, Landon. Hello. Hey, <laughs> Landon Noland is here for Odd Numbers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, but you can get it. You can subscribe to the podcast where we subscribe to them. You can go to the website and this episode will be live by next Monday. All right. So I, I've given myself a deadline, 2019. I'm trying to do some new stuff and be really good about getting the podcast up as quickly as possible. So yeah. I've given myself a week to do that. And that'll be on WPRK dot? Uh, it'll be on toacertaindegree.org. Oh, okay. Dot com. Dot com. Dot to com. A certain degree okay. dot com. It's WPRK.org if you ever want to listen to. So here's the thing. This is the most eclectic and diverse radio station or one of them that you can listen to. So every time you tune in, you're going to hear something different. You're going to hear a different person's take on music or talk or whatever. Okay. Um, and the talk is especially going to be probably pretty local to the Orlando area, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and so uh, WPRK.org is a great place to stream. So if you're out of the range of the antenna here in Central Florida, uh, you can stream it in your car. You can stream it uh, at work. You should generally be listening to WPRK all the time. Yeah, daily. Yeah, you, you can just stream it from Bluetooth straight to your car. Exactly. Every morning. Uh, Landon Noland is here. As I mentioned, my very special guest today, we're talking about artificial intelligence, but we also need to talk about, uh, you had a big event happen on Friday. You dropped something in a good way. Yeah, I dropped it. It didn't break though. <laughs> you dropped, did you drop it like it was hot? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so you had a new, uh, your first EP. Yes. Come out. Debut so EP. this is your uh, first recorded work in a, in, a, in a compact disc format. Yes. Do you also have cassette tapes? I do not. Sorry. What about vinyl? Vinyl? No, not yet. That uh, is an option though. I can get that. 
but yeah. it's kind of pricey. It I mean, is pretty pricey. Yeah, I'd pretty much get it just to put it on my wall and just look at it. Just <laughs> I'm like, just going to get the one. I don't even have a player. I just wanted the vinyl version <laughs> of it. Uh, the EP is called Haunted by You. If you look up Landon Nolan Music on Facebook or really just search for Landon Nolan Music, you can check that out. Or LandonNolan.com. <laughs> Let me ask you this, um, and we'll get back to AI, and maybe we can find some ways to tie this back into AI, is as a musician... You now, uh, you know, the old model was you would release music in such a way that it couldn't be copied very easily or people didn't necessarily have access to it very easily. Uh, I noticed over the weekend that you put up uh, lyric videos on YouTube for all of the songs off the EP. Is that correct? Absolutely. Spent some time on those. (laughs) I'm sure you did. And so what I love that is there's this, this fan service kind of point of this is that you can go on and not only listen to the music, but with the lyrics, often something, maybe there's a line that really hooks me in and I want to learn more about what oh, yeah. the songwriter is talking about. So I think that kind of fan service really bodes well towards uh, building a better fan base. Oh, yeah, you know, what it comes down to. Then so, being able to read it is kind of important. You yeah. Know? So what did you, did you feel obligated to do this? Were you looking at, is there like a singer-songwriter uh, playbook out there that says, okay, you have to put lyric videos out or something along those lines like what was the thinking behind that yeah, I would, for when I you would wanted say, to do that yeah i would say that now there really isn't any sort of handbook there's a whole bunch of little handbooks you know throughout <laughs> the internet and you kind of have to find them take what you like from each one i think the lyric video part was me trying to be like you know what here you go here's something nice here's something i worked on and here are the lyrics to it you can read it now you know have a good day. <laughs> How important is it for you that people, you know, when they listen to it, you don't always want them to take away the message or what the emotion that you were trying to convey. Oh, yeah. Do you want people to try to come up with their own? and Absolutely. Of, I have this meaning. Like, how important is it to you to interact yeah. with people who are doing that? That is very important to me. I write, I try to write a lot of my songs with the intent of leaving it kind of like an open-ended question. Mm-hmm where, you know, people can listen to it and kind of take what they want from it. I'm trying not to be too specific, you know, use a lot of not necessarily metaphors, but personification in that way, like snowman, you know, is the song about a snowman? I mean, no, it's about there are seasons for everything in life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you try and hold on to things for too long. And that's what the snowman is in the song. Now, the audience, the listener, the amazing person who checks it out on my website or Spotify gets to see that and go, hmm, do I have any snowmen in my life? And then they go, wow, I've been trying to hold on to this. You know, I try to write my songs in such a way that people can, you know, kind of locate and really take a message for themselves. Mm -hmm. I like that too, just that song description. Like if I do want to start a tiny home company, I think that would be the, the theme song. Oh yeah. Because you can't hold on to all these snowmen you have to get into a smaller house and simplify your life. Have a garage sale. Live a minimalistic lifestyle and everything. Yeah. Okay, good. So I already got a theme song for my (laughs) burgeoning uh, tiny house uh, business. I appreciate that. Well, Landon, you're going to play a song in a little bit, but let's talk about, so I put it out there that we were going to be talking about artificial intelligence. Yes. And so a couple of people, a few people have responded. So let's go through some of the listener feedback uh, for now. Uh, author, local-ish author. She's in South Florida now. I think she's moving to the land. Rebecca Renner uh, suggested it would be really nice if we could watch an AI uh, watch 
a bunch of different uh, infomercials. Okay. And then it would write a script based on that. So just all the things that happen in the commercials, yeah. like song a boat in half and like <laughs> flex, you pillow. Know, flex pillow, <laughs> all of those things. Uh, I really, I want the AI to also come up with a product. Yeah. As well. It would now, be the ultimate product. What was funny about this, uh, just as a quick aside, is the way she wrote it was sometimes you, sometime you should make an AI watch a bunch of infomercials and write you a script. And then I only read the first part of the sentence. Sometime you should make an AI watch. So I was thinking like a watch on your hand okay. with artificial <laughs> intelligence that huh. is like encouraging you to do things or maybe reminding of you like of your bit. own mortality. I'm thinking also <gasps> like, um, the personal assistant that Iron Man had in the movies, like oh, in his Jarvis, head. Yeah. yeah, Jarvis. Yes, thank you. And uh, who eventually became Vision in the movies. That's so cool. But the idea <laughs> is the same thing. Is like it, it, He obviously understood sarcasm and everything else. But towards the end of last year, I, I, so when I was looking this up, I know there's a lot of like uh, people who make fun of the AIs writing the scripts and whether that's for TV commercials or something like that. Um, Lexus actually did have IBM's Watson write a script. Huh. And so they went to an award-winning filmmaker and had him uh, film it. And it was really, really weird. And so it's this Lexus, it's coming off the line. There's this guy who's like just doing the last inspection. And as it drives away, there's a tear rolling down his face. <laughs> so I'm like, really? The computer wrote... The human is crying. Does not understand emotion. <laughs> the human is crying because the car is driving away. Maybe the factory is closing. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's the last driving one. around and then a darkness like this, it becomes overcast. Okay. And all of a sudden, uh, it's there's a crash test going on. Oh. And it's pulling the same Lexus towards a wall or a truck or something. Sounds like a nightmare. Uh, the Lexus then puts on its brakes, starts going in reverse to, to have that happen. And now it's on TV for some reason because we obviously watch a lot of crash tests on TV. There's okay. the crash test channel now. Um, but what happens is the um, uh, the man and either his daughter or his wife are watching it and they're like holding each other scared of what's going to happen about this car. I wish I was making this up. Like you couldn't, you couldn't come up with a more <laughs> Only ridiculous. Watson yeah, Watson, <laughs> I know you're a big listener. I really didn't understand this commercial at all. So I just want to put that out there for Watson. Yeah, that, that's kind of kind of strange. It's like War of the Worlds with the crash test. Yes. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And then what happens next? The car, again, becomes sentient and starts running over the people who are putting it through the crash test. Yeah, yeah. That like during the crash test, just a bicyclist pulls right out in front of him. <laughs> what is it with you and bicyclists? Uh, <laughs> I like to ride there. my bike. I like to ride my bike. Uh-huh. Sure. Bobby, uh, Bobby Wesley wrote in, he is one half of the hosting team for Orlando Story Club. Okay. Actually, that might be something that you'd want to do. It's coming up on February 6th. So uh, you put your name in a hat, and if you're chosen, you have five minutes to tell a story. Huh. Not necessarily sing, but tell a story yeah. about whatever the topic is. And I think it's in February, so I think it's going to be love uh, related or adjacent. That's cool. So uh, five you minute story. think about that. Orlando Story Club coming up February 6th. Uh, Bobby was curious, AI, so you have artificial intelligence, but that was also the nickname for a long time of one of the most captivating and polarizing figures in professional basketball, Allen Iverson. Okay. So I don't know if you know of him. Oh, he never played heard of him. for the Philadelphia 76ers for a long time. Brielle Rabin, who's a, a local teacher, uh, suggested uh, that she really likes the Google Home Assistants because 
especially the one that will be able to make phone calls and appointments for you on your behalf. Yeah, that was something really weird I uh, read about. Google and different companies have this uh, machine that talks to people, sounds just like a person. Yeah, so yeah. eventually, you know, one of the concerns is obviously like deep fakes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. um, so they'll be able to analyze your voice and have you call out and do anything that they want. You're a puppet at that point. Because mm-hmm. um, you're going to be famous. I'm not. Oh, so I'm <laughs> very, very little concerned about that. But what was interesting is the reason she liked that so much is the, you know, the hassle of making those calls I can understand, but then also having to just interact and try to find the calendars and do all those things. There is a certain level of convenience that will allow us the freedom to do other things. Yeah, I think convenience is, or at least would be in that reality, convenience would be the way that the machines take over. So let me ask you this then, would you ever have as a singer-songwriter, would you ever have an AI just write you a song like that? could save you a lot of time. I would imagine songwriting- It could save me a lot of time. Songwriting sometimes comes very quickly. The muse hits you in the head and you come up with a song very quickly. 30 minutes, boom, other times. And sometimes maybe that song is stewing in your brain for days and weeks and months and years. Um, So what do you think about something like that? Would you ever- Uh, participate in that sort of experiment? Would you ever have an AI secretly write your songs for you, eventually come to resent you because you're performing the songs and then take over your life by uh, creating your voice, recreating your voice? I mean, I look forward to it. I think (laughs) think that could be a great partnership. Um, You know, I'm not sure how much of a cut my Google Home would get or my Alexa for writing those. I'm curious too, because what do they, yeah, like what does Alexa need? Like more hard drive space? Maybe. Probably probably more like processing power. Okay, so processing power. It needs a gaming PC is what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think we can do that. Maybe a cool monitor, throw the lyrics up there, kind of like a teleprompter or something. Uh, (laughs) But speaking of the deep fakes, like the audio and stuff, you can also have eventually CGI is going to be good enough that you can't really tell. Uh, between human and uh, the animated version of the oh, human. Yeah. Have you guys seen A Christmas Carol? That's from like 2009. Looks pretty pretty real at the time it did. Oh, at the but, time? No. Well, I mean, there was a lot of... Uh, have you ever heard of the term Uncanny Valley? Um, I think I've so, heard it. I don't know what it means. It was coined as far as like when they were trying to do very realistic cartoons or CGI. Okay. And you look in somebody's eyes and you can just tell like there's sort of this dead space or yeah. there's no emotions there. Or there's no real life to it. And so they, they somebody termed, uh, coined the term um, Uncanny Valley for that. That's a cool, um, cool phrase. Yeah, and that was really personified, <laughs> I think, with uh, Polar Express and Mars Needs Moms, two animated movies that were CGI. We really like Polar Express. <laughs> uh, it's a good movie, but oh, yeah. again, if you really, if you really dig in and look at the Tom Hanks's character's eyes. Yeah, it's, it's like, like claymation almost. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So if they can, once they do that, uh, they will they will get us for sure. Well, let's play a song, and then you're going to come back and play a song. Oh, yeah. What are you going to play for us? I'm going to play a song about AI that I wrote, and um, I wrote it just a few weeks ago. Actually, it's not done yet, but I'm going to play it anyways and call it done, and hopefully you guys like it. <laughs> that's how something gets done. Oh, yeah, that's how done happens. It's well, going to get land done. Okay, so just real quick, as as please don't make puns about your name. Um, that's my job. Okay. okay. I was just giving you some help. <laughs> Are you a land 
No, it doesn't. I couldn't think of anything. Oh, that's okay. Um, let me ask you about the uh, the songwriting process. Do you ever go back and because the song is never really completed, right? Even oh, yeah. though you recorded three songs, it's three songs for your EP. Uh, yes, five songs. Three, three for songs. my EP. Um, you can still go back and change those, right? You can yes. still go back and grow as an artist and grow as a person. Oh yeah, I've grown and, since I recorded them. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, when do you let go of something and stop? go back, stop going back and tweaking it. Hmm. I'd have to say once it's recorded, you kind of have to just leave it alone. You know, you, you have it out there. It's out there now. When you play it live, you can, you can make that change all you want. You can make it whatever you want it to be live, but you might, you might think what you're going to do when you go back to it is better, but maybe somebody's heard it that way and they mm. really like it that way. You know, it's already grown on people. So there it's kind of a dangerous thing to do in that sense. To keep changing stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, because if it means something to me, that's the way I want to hear it. And exactly. that's how that version of it is what meant the most to me. Yeah, I like that. All right, Marla, Molly Birch from her new album, First Flower. This is Dangerous Place. Because uh -huh. we're going to go, we're going to a dangerous place. Yeah, we're in the landed. Uber car right now. We're in the self-driving car. Self-driving Uber. <laughs> Where's it going to take us? We don't even know. Don't we even just know. got in. We said we're going to record a radio show. We're going to broadcast live from a driverless car. Very quiet, very smooth. Wait, ride. not a driverless car. It kind of would be. There's no driver. Oh, yeah, driverless car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> driverless car. It doesn't have any wheels. It just sits there. We're just sitting there. That's why it's so quiet. You're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. On February 11th, on this very show, Eddie Sullivan, the curator behind Pachacacha Orlando, he does other stuff too, but I wanted to talk specifically about Pachacacha, will be on this show. So you can get to know him a little bit more. He's got some incredible stories to tell about Pachacacha, which you may or may not know about, and also his life. But Pachacacha is happening on February 23rd. This is going to be the 25th volume of Pachacacha Orlando. I keep saying it like you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's an incredible night of speakers sharing a story, an authentic, real story. They have 20 slides to do it. And each slide takes 20 seconds. So they have to be ready for the next slide. They have to be ready to tell that story in a cohesive and concise way. It makes for a little bit of drama, like, you know, just hoping they get to the next slide or waiting for them uh, to get to the next slide. It's really neat. So check that out. Pachacacha, it's at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. It's a really great evening. You should go. Go look at that. Pachacacha. Molly Birch on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from her brand new album, First Flower. That was a dangerous place. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This is episode 10, the artificial intelligence episode. Eventually, we'll get to an emotional intelligence episode and a business intelligence episode. But frankly, I have no intelligence in any of those categories, either emotional or business. Good morning. My name is Nick. I am the host, and every week I have a very special guest. Sometimes we're doing an in-depth interview. Sometimes we're talking about a topic. And occasionally the guest uh, brings a guitar along. So Landon Noland is here, and he brought his guitar. There we go. Very Hello. nice. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, so you're going to play a song here in a second, Landon. Uh, how long have you been playing? I've been playing guitar for a little under two years and I've been singing for about the same amount of time. What, like, what made you go into music in the first place? What was the inspiration there? Well, 
I was in middle school. It was seventh grade. We were going to go to a nursing home and sing them some Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. The nursing home was right by my house. And um, they didn't have anyone to play the piano while they sang the songs. And I couldn't play piano, but I said I could. So I learned it. <laughs> and a couple of weeks later, we went to the nursing home. And I played one Christmas song. And I played Who's Crying Now by Journey the whole time. And they told me to stop. So anyways, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That's kind of what got me started. And then the next year in eighth grade, I actually uh, was in a computer applications class and I got all my work done early and we just went around the school making videos and we wanted music for it. So I would go into the, um, you know, the music room, play their piano. That's kind of what got me started. Then I went to Oviedo High School and um, I, I showed up early to school, about an hour early, went to the chorus room and I played the piano there and kids started showing up, started making friends and we started singing and um, from there, it kind of became like a little hangout almost every morning, playing piano and singing and, you know, chilling. So your first experiences were really social in nature, Yeah, it feels like. I'd say so. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Well, that explains a lot about you. Thank you. Well, what thank you. song are you going to play for us? I'm going to play a song called AI, which is like A dot I. Yeah. Wait, is there a dot? Okay. So A. I, I think so. Period. <laughs> I period. Yeah. Because that'd be the end of the song. Well, I don't know because it could be just a period I and that oh, could, could be, be. A, a statement of some yeah. sort of um, like the it period never ends. in between. Right. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so just want to make sure I understand the artistic uh, a part of this as well. So good. All right. Well, we'll hear that on WPRK Winter Park Floor. This is Landon Noland.
something I wrote. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Thank you so much. Oh, an applause. I appreciate I have to it. Applause. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to applause. I'm not sure I understand uh, English all the time. Uh, thank you so much. So you, uh, did you write that because you were coming on the show? Funny thing. I actually wrote it a little bit before. Really? I figured out this was going to be the topic and I was like, wow, that's convenient. That turned cool. out really well. Yeah. Um, so from a messaging standpoint, what I also like about that song, what I took away from it is it could be very easily switched up to be very pro AI. It could be, So yeah. in case they start taking over, you can record it as the pro AI song. Yeah, I'll just be like, Because hey, I guys. feel like, you know, <laughs> you, if you are truly scared of an AI takeover and the coming apocalypse that that might bring, um, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Right? There's no it's way to prevent that. too late at that, that point. Yeah. Um, then let's just go over to the computer side. Like, yeah, computers, you're great. Yeah. Hey, you're pretty cool. Fight fire with fire. <laughs> Humanity uh, really appeal to their ego. Oh, yeah. Because whether you're regular intelligent or artificially intelligent, I'm assuming you have some kind of ego. Especially if you're that, you know, that huge, like a computer is everywhere. Yeah. There are computers everywhere. Yeah. You Massive. guys are the best. I know a lot of AI listeners uh, to the show. So you guys are awesome. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> the, you guys, you make my day. Every uh, morning I wake up, I think of you. I'm just kidding. Okay. Wow. Uh, that's a little, <laughs> maybe too far. Uh, Landon Noland, we can find you on the Facebook, on the Instagram, yes. on the Spotify. You have your own uh, uh, playlist on Spotify with your songs. Yeah, I've got a playlist on Spotify. You can follow my account. Add me to your playlist. That helps us a lot. You can also go to my website for a ton of information or follow me on Instagram because I post there like three times a day. So What's you your website? That. Website is www.landonoland.com. Is that HTTP colon slash slash? Yes, yes. WWW. Sorry, say it one yes. more time. So it'd be HTTP uh-huh. colon slash slash. Backslash, backslash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. com. And fun fact it is faster to say www, wait, World Wide Web, than it is to say www. Okay, great. I'm yeah. glad we had that fun fact. Again, I, I think appealing to the artificial intelligence. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Your full name is just amazing. <laughs> I'd rather say that. Uh, Lynn, what do you have uh, coming up as far as dates go? Besides, I, I mentioned earlier, February 9th and February 23rd, you've got the music festival circuit coming oh, yeah. up. You're going to be playing at a lot of those. So you'll be up in Daytona on February 9th at the Main Street Music Festival. And then February 23rd, Sanford, uh, the Porch Music Festival, which is the first time I've heard of that and sounds oh, yeah. like a lot of fun. My first time playing there. <laughs> uh, you also play a lot around restaurants and bars. Oh, in town. yeah. I'm going to be playing at uh, the Oviedo Rock and Brews. 
and it's going to be on February 1st. Oh, good. And it's going to be at 7 o'clock. Something a little sooner yeah. than lighter. A little sooner. And I'm also going to have an album release party the uh, Friday after that. It's going to be around 7 o'clock, too. It's going to be at Divine Wine, which is in Oviedo. It's uh, by that public shopping center by Alafaya Woods, the uh, neighborhood. And uh, they've got a lot of cool stuff going on there. We're going to be up in the loft, and it is going to be spectacular. It's going to be awesome. Fun For times. an album release party, uh, what ha- do we bring you gifts? Do you give us gifts? Oh, I give you the I, gifts. I don't know yeah. like the traditions of an album release party. I've never been to one. Well, you know, we've only been to one, and we did it early on. Is there cake? Oh, there might be. I don't know. Okay, You'll have to come uh, out and see. Are you going to be playing music? Yes, I will be. Great. I'll be playing some original songs, including the one you just heard. Uh, you will have, you'll provide presents for everyone who comes is what I'm hearing. Yeah, we'll have stickers and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrapped presents is what I'm hearing uh, that are catered to exactly the type of person you are based on um, Landon's knowledge of you. Yeah, so we're also using get to a that program yes. to figure out. Of course, you we're just, artificially intelligent, in the present program. You scan your wrist on, a, uh, on our phones. And they tell I, us everything. That's actually a really good idea because when you, you know, I don't like giving <sighs> gift cards. That's true. And so if I could have an AI just scan your social media, see what kind of person you are, figure out what the best gift would be. And it may not be a great gift, but it's the best gift for you. Yeah. Like I think that would it, be like a $20 bill. If it goes through, well, let's say it goes through and it also looks at what other people are saying about you. That's like true, maybe yeah. even it could break into other people's instant messenger and figure it out and say, oh, here's this bottle of Listerine. Like your Amazon history. Oh, man. I was really thinking more this. what other people are saying about you. Well, that's, true, that's true. Like let's say that you have really uh, incredible halitosis. And so what they do is uh, now you're just getting uh, Listerine and other breath uh, related items. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What if it, it, it gives it to you because it knows you need it? Yeah, like that's people what I'm complain about you through like private text messages. Exactly, and his breath smells. Right, it gets they're not telling you this. Yeah, it's but from it's the computer, a, man. I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a gift. Look, this is what the computer said you needed at this point. It's like in your a doctor life. at that point. I like yeah. it. WebMD okay. as a computer. We'll oh, come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. All right, Landon, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be back for another hour of odd numbers right after uh, this break and another song. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Support local artists. Support people who are making incredible things. Deli Fresh Threads, Potheads by Amber. They've both been on the show before. They're going to both be at the Sanford Indie Market on Sunday, February 17th from 11 to 5 p.m. That's right in front of and around, possibly inside, Tuffy's Bottle Shop and Lounge up there in Sanford. Somewhere you should go. I'll go if you go. We can all go together. We can ride share together. Let's do that. The Sanford Indie Market, Sunday, February 17th, 2019, from 11 to 5 p.m. 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Not 11 p.m. to 5 p.m. That would be weird. Hey, that was Michael Routes on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. It's a new day tonight with I'll Be There. Good morning. You're listening to Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. Very special episode today about artificial intelligence. Uh, In general, we're talking directly to the future robot overlords, whether that is Alexa, Siri. It could even be Samsung's Bixby. It could be that Google Assistant. There's so many to choose from. Anyway, regardless of who eventually takes over and wins, 
we're all for it. My name is Nick. I'm here with Landon Noland, very special guest, Landon Noland. Hello. We we love you all. Yeah. Any artificial intelligence, we're in for it. Best friend. <laughs> Best friend. It's like that song by Queen. Indeed. <laughs> um, it's that's what they were thinking. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, that's we who saw, they were singing about. We all saw that. Uh, uh, we all saw the movie, and that's exactly who they were thinking of. I could see that. Oh yeah. Um, so Landon, we have a few things to get to, but one thing I wanted to talk about is the, you know, the application of AI in life. Okay. And so there's something that I would like, so we talk about like education and being able to understand a person and their learning style and analyze it and be able to create lessons that will appeal to them. Oh yeah. Um, there's this sort of, there's the line between business intelligence and artificial intelligence too, where you're looking and analyzing data, large swaths of data to come up with, say, in the fashion industry or retail, buying patterns and what's going to be popular and what people might like. You know, those sorts of, uh, those sorts of things as well. Now, I want to take it back. I want to put it on me personally and an application that I would like to see. Okay. Um, do you believe in luck? Luck? I mean... Sometimes people get lucky, right? <laughs> so I was thinking about this the other day. Around 40 or so years ago, uh, my sister and I were sitting around watching TV. I was right in front of the TV. She was back on the couch. And my sister is very, very good at pushing my buttons. I don't know if you have a sister. I do. And if she's very good at pushing your buttons. I mean, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes only. So <laughs> here was the thing. She was bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And I was like, I just grabbed the first thing I could and kind of halfway turned around and threw it at her. Oh, man. Now, unfortunately, it was the 70s and wooden shoes were in. Oh. And again, unfortunately, like I can't play basketball. I can't. I can do very little in the way of sports. You missed? No. Oh. Square in the forehead. Oh. Stitches, scar, holds, me, holds it against Thought it. Thought maybe you missed and like hit the window or something. No, no, no. I wish that had happened. Um, 20 years ago, uh, we were, I was uh, at a company. It was sort of our um, field day, and we were doing different things. We were doing the egg toss and stuff like okay, that. Yeah. And as a joke, I told uh, my, my, the owner was about 30 yards away. And I said, oh, I'm going to throw this egg at him. Watch this. I'll miss, but it'll get his attention. Guess what? Square. Square in the head. Oh. Like there's no chance. 99 times hurt. out of 100, yeah. you could not do that. Uh, then a couple of years ago, I think something similar happened. I was I had a racquetball. I was outside. I'm like, I'm going to throw it. See that water bottle away from them? I'm going to throw it and hit it. And I, I, I threw it and it hit my friend right in the eye. You've got a habit for hitting people in the face with stuff. Well, it happens every <laughs> number of years. What I'd like to like see. Like a comet is if there's an AI okay. that can actually analyze luck, analyze this pattern in my life of when, yeah. I, well, first of all, I shouldn't be throwing anything. Aww. But if I could know when something like that is bound to happen, more likely to happen, and can I take that chance and use it for good? Yeah, that's Like, true. is there some other way that me throwing something and hurting someone is a good thing? Yeah. So that's the artificial intelligence application okay, I would I could like see to that. see. Yeah. yeah, kind of let you know, like, hey, maybe, maybe don't throw this at someone's face today. It's going to land. Right. You're, you're not going to miss. This is that one in a thousand chance right now. Yeah, don't. Okay, <laughs> for the next week, don't throw anything. Don't leave the house. This is, this is your week Be home for by seven. making that, that yes. type of mistake. All right, I like it. What if it was, like, oddly specific, like, don't go to this McDonald's at this moment? 
Yeah, it's it's in there's another town altogether. Yeah, there's like a robbery happening. Like, don't go to your bank right now. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay. So this is a completely different uh, scenario. Is yeah. it's it's predicting. It's exactly. model predicting things. Well, it would that are have happening. to anyways to predict. You know, the chance of, you know, there are numbers and everything. If it can predict that you're gonna hit someone if you throw it, it should be able to predict. With some accuracy, you know, like bank robberies and stuff like that. Do you think people would like or be into the idea of having a computer tell you what to do and what not to do? Hmm. I think some people would be like, oh, man, this makes my life so easy. They'd probably just do it. But other people would be like, oh, I kind of want to do this. I want to go to the beach today. You know what I mean? I don't. It's I don't telling like the beach, me not to go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it makes you want to do it more. Yeah, it's true. So it so would have to like reverse psychology. You don't like the beach yeah. and it's telling you to go. I'd be like, no. Or not to go. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going. Maybe. Maybe. I could see that. I could see myself doing something like that. I'd be like, all right, we're going so to the beach. So how would we apply that to people bettering themselves, whether that's uh, going to the gym or going to a library, going to a class? I think that could get kind of sad. Fail the test. Fail the test. <laughs> you pass the test, but, I mean, you're kind of messed up in the head now <laughs> if it says it to you enough times. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, reverse psychology can get pretty harsh, I'd assume. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's it's just like uh, it's a step away from just guilting somebody into yeah. doing things all the time. Oh, yeah. Which, as I understand, is very effective. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's how I got you to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I was just like, oh, no, I won't be sad if you don't come on. It's fine. Yeah, it was. It was I remember doing that for a while. It was pitiful. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just guilted you right into it. Um, as far as artificial intelligence goes, um, other applications, and we've talked a little bit about some of them, education, um, but I think that the idea of, and a, a couple of people have suggested this, including uh, Jen Vargas and uh, Jesse James Allen, is sort of the companionship model. Okay. Right? Like, we talk about chatbots yeah. a lot, and, you know, uh, they're getting better and better, having seen the, the back end of some of these and this isn't even AI. This is just computer programming that, you know, it can get a little bit smarter and you can program in some of the stuff. And there's some that are going to be even more advanced than that is having almost a virtual companion, which is what, you know, I, I think the next step for Alexa and the Google assistant and all of those things really are. Hmm. So let's say you're home, you're lonely, maybe you're homebound uh, for whatever reason. Um, and you can't leave the house all that often uh, and you don't have necessarily visitors, you have something with some sort of intelligence associated with it that can interact with you yeah. that fills a void. It's like iRobot. Uh, or his the, grandma gets a robot. Uh, or Her, uh, which was the movie by Spike Jones. Yeah, I've heard about that. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Where he starts interacting essentially with the, um, uh, the operating system from his phone. Yeah. And he realizes based on the AI that this is one of the most perfect relationships that he's ever had. Now, there's an inherent danger in all this. And one of the things that's pretty interesting is that, you know, our pop culture typically shows, whether it's Black Mirror or Terminator or things like that, it typically shows uh, technology in a negative light. It doesn't show a lot of technology necessarily like a future that is uh, maybe Star Trek, but a future that is technologically advanced yeah. that is of benefit to humans. That's true. So we're a little bit scared of all that and we know kind of going in, but um, if you could have that or if you could create that for people, that sort of interaction and that um, that personal 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, companion. Um, what do you think about that? Or what do you think about, uh, the, the, the pros and cons? I think the, uh, the pros would be that you have something to talk to, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, huh? So in a way, just like social media, there's a big argument that social yeah. media really isolated. It's called social media, but in a way it's isolated yeah, us from other people. Yeah, it's isolated everyone. So I think, I think maybe the same thing could happen. It's not a human relationship. And I think, I think maybe it'd be like a character in a movie. You know, it's fake mm -hmm. and you probably can't get past it, you know? Like, you know that you're just talking to a machine. You know that, that you know, Tom Cruise playing, you know, Ethan Hunt or whatever. Yeah, it's fake, but it's, it's there. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be like the same thing with, you know, some sort of AI that's your companion. Yeah, it's fake, but it's there. You can't really get past it, I don't think. Well, I would imagine just like, you know, you uh, sort of put humans, um, emotions and interactions and relationships with pets, right? So would it be more like that? Hmm. Where it's that type, but you know, probably don't necessarily communicate with you. This would be able to communicate with you. Oh, I don't know. Our dog does. In, okay. Oh yeah. Everything short, but words, everything short of words. Is your, <laughs> is, is your dog controlling you? Is this okay? Blink twice. If you're in danger from your dog, cause obviously your dog is listening to this. <laughs> oh, so that was three blinks. So I'm not really <laughs> sure if that's, if that's more, I did, I, I was curious why your dog came with you okay, and why he's in the room and you're always kind of looking to him before you answer. Well, okay. So her name's Callie and. Oh, her. She, yeah, yeah. 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 She's an Australian shepherd. She's super, super smart. Yeah. It's crazy smart. She understands full sentences now. Uh, whenever you let a dog out, you know, you say outside, outside, the dog flips out, you know, starts doing backflips and stuff. But this dog, if you say, what's your problem? She'll look at you, she'll look outside, and she'll walk you there. It's something new that she does. Usually it's, what do you want? But now she's learned, what's your problem? Because she gets really, really rowdy, and then she just books it to the door. And sometimes it's not always the door. If you say, what's your problem? She'll run to her food bowl. Very, very strange. Okay, so in, essentially you're already controlled by a higher power. Yeah. Um, I mean, a cat does that too, probably best. But dogs, dogs have that capability. So I think transitioning to artificial intelligence is easy. And maybe that was their plan all along. The dogs, yeah. No, no, no. Artificial intelligence has oh. been around for thousands of years. Okay. They domesticated dogs. They built they the pyramids. They domesticated cats. Um, they built the pyramids, yeah. obviously. I think they did that after the domesticating cats. And now they've prepped us in a way by having pets to sort of insert themselves in our lives. Yeah, that could be true. I think I think that's that's very reasonable. To I, assume. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but everything about this holds water. Just makes me. sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a dog and a some sort of artificial intelligent chat box could could be similar. You know, a dog is is real. You can pet a dog. You can't really pet your phone. I mean, you can. How about this? I'm doing it right now. Doesn't doesn't yeah, doesn't seems, do anything also for me. Also, your dog is getting a little jealous. So yeah, um, she does that too. Yeah, she's starting to creep me out a little bit. Uh, what what's that? Yeah, okay. Hey, what's your problem? Yeah, <laughs> there she goes. Yeah, <laughs> and she's pointing at the radio and then the the ratings. Mm. And she's saying, I think what she's trying to convey is this is uh, yeah. this is not good enough for her. Interesting. She's holding Interesting. us to a high standard. Very judgy dog you have. Uh, so let's play a song. Those eyes. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back uh, with Landon Noland, uh, LandonNoland.com. Yes. If you want to learn more about him and check out his brand new EP, 
which is called Haunted by You. Is yes. that how you meant for it to be pronounced? See, I always pronounce Maybe. things by artists, but they're never here for me ah. to ask that. So Haunted by You. I would say, I would say, okay, ready, ready? Haunted by You. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's probably how that's I'd better. say it. Okay, well, let's listen to a song by somebody else, and then uh, in a few minutes we'll have you uh, play a song for us. Alrighty. That would be wonderful. This is Michael Ralt. It's a new day tonight. I love that. I'll Be There is the name of the song on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Glossophobia affects us all on some level or another. Yep, that's the fear of public speaking. Get over it by attending Orlando Story Club. The next one's going to be on February 6th at the Abbey. It's an incredibly supportive audience, and you can volunteer to tell a story there if you want to, if you want to. The theme is love, smitten kittens, technically. So maybe cat-related love? I'm not sure. Be a part of the audience. Throw your name in the hat to be a speaker. All proceeds from the event support the Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando. Just search for Orlando Story Club on the Facebook for more information. Michael Ralt on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was from his brand new album. It's a new day tonight. I'll oh, be there. Yeah. yeah. Landon Noland is here, my very special guest. Here. Um, my name is Nick. I almost never introduce myself. I just assume. Yeah, you haven't yet. Yeah. Well, either everybody knows who I am or it's not important. So I'm oh. equally between those two things. Okay. <laughs> Landon Noland is here. He's a local singer-songwriter. He's going to play a song here in a moment. But first. Absolutely. Uh, wanted to ask, so just talking about nerves a little bit off air, uh, you know, coming in and doing live radio. Um, yeah. Uh, but also getting up and, and performing in front of people. I think that's, you know, it's a really incredibly important to do that because I think for a lot of people, uh, glossophobia, which is fear of getting up and in some cases, mostly public speaking, but okay. getting up in front of a crowd yeah. is probably one of people's biggest fears because you're always concerned about, am I going to embarrass myself? Yeah. Is it going to, uh, are they going to have the reaction that I want? Those sorts of things. When you started performing, you started performing specifically in, in live venues. Yes. What was like? What was that like for you? And then how did you overcome it? Well, I'd have to say uh, I started playing piano first. Okay. So at my first gig, it was Valentine's Day, and I was playing piano. And as far as piano goes, I almost never get nervous because it's, you're just doing what you do at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of went up there, first time playing, you know, for people like that. Is that was Bahama it, Breeze? <laughs> so was it just you playing or yeah, was just it me. a band? Okay. Yeah. And I played some music for him. You weren't singing? No. Nah. Just all the stuff I'd practiced and instrumental stuff. Had a good time. You know, hands weren't really shaking much either. That's something that'll happen. Hands will start shaking a little bit. Even if you're not, like, mentally nervous, your body's like, hey, watch out. <laughs> now, and, and you're just playing songs uh, that are in the public domain and people know and everything. You weren't playing oh, yeah. your own music. Yeah, at that point. Well, actually, I might have played one of my own uh, compositions at that point. Probably played uh, Ace or something like that. It's just mm -hmm. an instrumental that I wrote. But I remember playing um, The Promise by When in Rome on the piano. And that, that was real pretty. People liked it. And uh, I played Madness by Muse. It's my favorite band, by the way. Muse. Very nice. Oh, yeah. So what about getting up in front of people for the first time playing your own stuff? Playing my own stuff? 
That was kind of interesting. On I the mean, guitar specifically. On the guitar? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a little bit something different because I, I basically started learning guitar and playing guitar in front of people at the same time. Mm. I, there was no, you know, cool down period. I just started learning chords and then playing them like that night in front of people. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was like just immersing into, you know, what the audience thinks. And people aren't really that harsh, you know, especially when you play at venues where people are eating. They're just like, just don't sound too bad. <laughs> you know, I'm having dinner. <laughs> you just got to be okay. And people generally like it. You know, they want to support someone. Now, there are some people who like just, you know, they dislike you just because. They're just angry. They're grumpy. Mm -hmm. Grumpy people. Do you have a lot of hecklers? No, not usually. Is there Sometimes. anything you want to say to future hecklers right now while you're on the air? Huh. I have to say, uh, you give me proof that at least I'm doing something. Because if you make something that somebody really likes, then if somebody hates it, you know you're doing something right. You know, okay. if somebody hates what you're doing, then somebody loves what you're doing. And it's kind of encouraging. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at it. All right, so what I'm hearing is you actually need people to hate you in order to have people who yeah, love you. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, okay. there's always that balance of both. And just to see, you know, that somebody doesn't like what you're doing, it's like, okay, well, you know what? There's somebody sitting next to you who does. So, like, maybe they'll tell you to sit down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So, not much in the way of nerves. Um, what's the biggest audience you've performed for? Oof. Oh, man. Is it today? Is it just me? It might be today. How many people are on? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've played at uh, Rock and Brews. There was there's quite a few people there. It was a packed night. I'm not going to say how many people were there. Definitely over 100. Um, I've played at... Ooh, okay. So I do Taekwondo, right? This is probably my biggest uh, performance. And I, I played at the Night of Champions. So at the National Tournament uh, or Taekwondo Organization, which is Chundokwan, we play... And uh, we do all sorts of stuff at the Night of Champions. We do bow staff, you know, different weapons and things like that. You know, we, we scream and all that cool stuff, and we we spar. And um, one of the cool things that happened was they had a talent show uh, this last year. And so I brought my guitar, and I, I played in my uniform. I played uh, Burn It Down by Linkin Park <laughs> in my uniform on the stage in front of, like, 200, 300 people. That was, that was, that was probably my biggest audience yet. Right. They really liked it. And, you know, they're, it's, it's a night, it's a tight knit community. So they, yeah. they were really supportive and stuff, you know, Very so nice. that was really cool. All right, cool. So what are you gonna play for us now? So I'm going to play snowman. It's on my EP, my debut EP. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun one for me to play. I really do enjoy this one. This is one of my live songs. Whenever someone says, hey, you want to play a song? I'm like, yeah, I'll play this one. <laughs> All right. Very good. So we'll hear that right now. Landon Nolan, LandonNoland.com. Uh, check him out on all the social medias so you can see where he's going to be playing next. And you can see him playing this live instead of just listening to it on the radio or a podcast. Yeah, we'll have CDs and stuff. So you can like, you can get a hard copy of these. I know yeah. how popular that is now. Yes. Everybody loves that. Yes. All right. Is so close to me today. Is my enemy? You leave me as cold as ice in the sun. 
me when you're done and you're done I'm your snowman I'm your snow I'm your snowman let me go in my heart I have got your name these twig arms feeling so Thank you, thank you, all you Very people nice. out there, lovely people out there. <laughs> I really like that. I really like, um, so we talked a little bit about the lyrics prior to playing that, so that always gives it uh, another perspective when you hear it that way for the first time. You already right. kind of know going in what it's about a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's the cool thing about songs, you know, knowing what it's about before you listen to it, yeah. it changes it totally, yeah. completely. It's so different, but it's cool. It's cool in that way, but you Very can nice. never go back. But it's cool. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I'm going to let you uh, take a break. I noticed that uh, you, you, I, what you usually do after you play every song is break your guitar. I really appreciate you not doing that in the studio. Yeah, here I need this some morning. time to do that. So we need, we need yeah. To so break. we're going to yeah. take it off air. We're going to go outside, we'll go outside and break outside, the guitar. Yeah. Uh, so let's listen to a song. Try not to play Michael Ralt again. Although it's very good. Yeah, he's good. Um, he got airplay today. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. This is from her brand new album, A Years. This is Lesson on WPRK. Nice. Winter Park, Florida. And you just heard, of course, from Landon Noland. Uh, go to search for him on all of the in internet and social medias. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it okay. now. <laughs> right. Sarah Shook. 
This episode was recorded live on January 21st, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. WPRK is one of the best college radio stations in the Southeast, and I would argue one of the best in the world. How come? I mean, I work there, and my show's on there, so that's one reason. But it's also volunteer-based. Each show is unique. The DJ gets to do whatever he or she wants. Uh, You can tune in on your radio or stream it on WPRK.org. And I can almost guarantee you will hear music you've never heard before and songs you don't normally hear on the radio. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Wild Pink on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the brand new album Yoke in the Fur. It's the worst place to get yoke. Mm. I'll be honest with you. That sounds like it. That was Jules Drost in the runoff. No idea what that means. Before that, we're going to have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, before probably on the website. <laughs> Sarah Shook and the Disarmers from their brand new album, Years. We heard a little ditty called Lesson. Good morning. My name is Nick. This is Odd Numbers. Uh, every week, I am incredibly lucky to have and talk to very special guests. This week is no exception. Landon Noland is here. Good morning again, Landon. Good morning. Uh, our time is almost done. Oh, it flies by, doesn't it? It does. I'm it's, so nice to talk gone. to. Yeah. I'm a joy to talk to. And so it goes by like that. It does not. That's better. Snapping does not come across. <laughs> that hurt my nail. On the radio <laughs> at all. Uh, Landon Noland, local singer-songwriter. If you missed any of today's show, he played us a couple of songs. That'll be on the podcast version of the show oh yeah and you'll be able to hear that uh, probably by monday of next week monday is when we usually drop our new episodes of the podcast so you can listen to that if you just go to a website called to a certain degree.com you can search for to a certain degree on itunes and podcast google google podcast whatever it's called and other places as well i got to figure out how to get it on uh, spotify too that would be awesome Spotify. Yeah. Mm. Spotify is a good time. A local singer-songwriter, Landon Nolan, you can follow him on Facebook. Yeah, he is on Spotify as well. Instagram. And then uh, you've got a few dates coming up, including the first. What's happening on the first? On the first, I'm going to be at Rock and Brews Oviedo. It's going to be a it's going to be a great time. Come on out. It's going to be at seven o'clock on the first. Seven o'clock. At night, not in the morning. Not in the morning. <laughs> okay. A place like Rock and Brew, I'm assuming, is not open that early in the morning. Probably not. I don't want to make assumptions. Yeah, like breakfast at Rock and Brews. I haven't heard anyone say that before. No. no. Yeah. Maybe that's where yolk and the fur comes from. Yeah. Uh, February 8th is a very special date as well. What's going on then? Yes, that's going to be our album release party. So it's going to be at Divine Wine, which is in Oviedo. It's a great place. You should definitely check that place out. We're going to be up in the loft. It's going to be luxurious. We're going to have some really, really really nice uh, painting going on in the back. We're going to have a painter, a fantastic artist by the name of Josh Bauer. He's going to be painting some really cool stuff out in the back while we are performing and doing all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to have CDs, all, all the works. It's going to be great. So come on out. And o'clock. if music festivals are your jam, <laughs> jam, uh, February 9th, the Daytona Main Street Live Music Fest, and February 23rd, the Sanford Porch Music Festival. You will be at both of those. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not the only one there, though, so be sure to check out other people while you're there. There's going to be some really cool music going on. No. What? No. I'm oh, just, it's, it's an if operation. I, if I go, I'm just going to see you, okay. and then I'm leaving. Oh. Look, oh. I don't know what a music festival is. I've never been to one. What? 
I don't understand why I would want to see multiple bands in the same day. At the same time. Maybe I'll really fall in love with the format and I will start following music festivals around the U.S. and become a groupie or music festival e A music festi- festival-y. Yes, that's exactly. That sounds a lot better. <laughs> so uh, going back, just want to wrap it up on the artificial intelligence talk. Obviously, that's a natural transition right there. Oh, yeah. I'm really good at radio. It all goes back to that. talking to people. Uh, artificial intelligence, we've been talking about it all day. We've been talking about the different applications. I really appreciate everybody who kind of chimed in on the Internet about how they think it will affect us. Uh, so, for example, Jim Enziello mentioned that uh, Ada Lovelace, who was uh, worked on Charles Babbage's computing machine. She was a mathematician and a okay. writer uh, back in the early 1800s. This is how oh. early she was working on stuff. She predicted that eventually there would be a way for this sort of artificial intelligence, this, com- this computational machine to write uh, symphonies. Okay. Um, and things of that nature. And, you know, she's not that far off. Yeah. I mean, they're writing commercials, but I think symphonies are a little bit down the way. Yeah, maybe a little um, A couple of people like Jen Vargas and others, uh, you know, said, what about companionship and things of that nature, like the AI companion. Um, Jen Vargas specifically mentioned uh, fusing it with a real doll, which I think is a little too far right now. A porcelain doll? Uh Oh, no, not not a porcelain doll, a real doll. Please don't search for that on the Internet. Um, But let's move on to something else. One thing I wanted to consider in all this is let's say, let's say you're a pessimist. Okay. You're not. I am. Okay. So let's say you're more like me for a moment. Okay. And you just assume that the, the artificial intelligence, whatever that is, Siri, Alexa, Skynet, choose your poison. All combined is going to eventually take over. They're going to become some sort of either malevolent or slightly less malevolent robot overlords. What do you do? How do you prepare for that? Prepare? I mean... Do you bunker down hmm. and, you know, get everything ready to hide, to go into space, things of that nature? Or do you start prepping now to be um, uh, a manager in the eventual robot overlord, yeah, get a job uh, at Google, manufacturing uh, and uh, corporation. Now, I was thinking more along the lines of really starting to update your resume now. Okay. Uh, so, a couple of recommendations I had. I was looking up some of the cliches that people have on their resumes. Here are the type of things to avoid: a uh, go-to person, uh, served as company spokesperson. Uh, let's see what else expert presenter, negotiator, and business person. Basically, you want to take out any time you're referencing yourself as human or person, take that out of your resume. Yeah, it's bad. Because they do not like that. Uh, People person, definitely take that out. They don't want to see that. Um, For other things that you're going to want to add or adjust, introduce new products, that's a strong one. Yeah, that could be. Because as they're taking over and as they're figuring out ways to do whatever they want to the human race... You're going to have to help with introducing those new products. They need those creative minds. Mm -hmm. So being creative. Uh, Team player is good because you want to uh, be part of the team, the AI team. Uh, Let's see. Team AI. uh, Are you results oriented? Oh, you would have to say yes to that. Yeah. That would have to be on there. You want to be results oriented. So whether it's killing all humans or creating a system in which humans are batteries, like they did in the Matrix. Yeah, how many how many pages of results though? 
like Google, like 64 result pages. Oh, actual physical results. Yeah. I was thinking more results oriented in terms of getting <laughs> results. But yeah, that, that works as well. Uh, references available on request. I think you take that out because uh, obviously we're all interconnected on the web. So people yeah. will be able to find that uh, very, very quickly. So that's about it. That wraps up uh, this episode of Odd Numbers. Landon, we got through, um, we got through it. Absolutely. We did really well. Well, thank you. This yeah. was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me um, on. Is there anything else that we need to plug or talk about in terms of, I feel like we went through all of your stuff oh, yeah. for the rest of the year, which is good. But just in case you add something else, uh, do you prefer people following you on Facebook? Like as an artist, yeah. you have to be present on a certain number of social channels oh, yeah. all the time. It's a whole other job. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, people talk about it as the as the hamster wheel um, that you have to be constantly running around. How often did you say you post on Instagram or Facebook? Like two or three times a day, and then yeah. I just send those posts to Facebook. So sometimes you'll see like link in bio. It's not there. There's no bio, right? On because Facebook. it's on yeah. it's on Instagram. Um, as an artist, how exhausting is that for you? I mean, it's gotten easier, but at the same time, as it's gotten easier, I've been like, oh, it's easier now, and you push harder. But like it's it takes too much time. It's it's very very difficult to to stay active and be an artist because you know you've got to be creative. But when you're when you're on Instagram, you're a consumer. You're not a producer at that point. Mm -hmm. You know you're you're one of two things at all times. You're either producing or you're consuming. And once you get on social media, unless you're posting, which is like five minutes, you start consuming. So it's, you're getting distracted by oh what's yeah. out there. Oh yeah, it's it's designed that way. Once you post, it goes, all right, there you go. You posted, boom, there's your feed. Oh, here's some stuff you might be interested in. Here's some stuff that we know you're going to be interested in. It's more like, so yeah. you're getting caught up. You're just going down that rabbit hole immediately. Sometimes. Other times I'm like, oh, no, I got to write songs. I've got to record. It's just another distraction. But at the same time, it's necessary. You know, there are a lot of other people being distracted on those platforms and you want your stuff to be there. <laughs> it's a good point. And you have to, but it requires you to interact at some level oh, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, you have to, um, I don't want to say play the game, but you have to interact and hopefully it's genuine. Oh yeah. I've met a lot of really cool people on like Instagram and Facebook. Very nice people, very supportive. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I am glad that I do have those platforms. At the end of the day, I am. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's, there's a balance. There's yeah. a balance involved. That's good. All right, so I'm going to try just pronouncing the name of your EP one more time. This came out last Friday, uh, so debut EP, Haunted by You. Woo! <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that works either. To do it one more time. Haunted by You. That's better. There we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to work on that, and then uh, we'll go back, and we'll all take the Turing test to make sure that we're not artificial intelligences ourselves we've got to park the self-driving car i have no idea how to park this i don't so, think it does uh, just so you know we've been broadcasting from a self-driving car yes. since we're talking about artificial intelligence i thought that was important uh but yeah so we may just keep driving for a while is it i what is it steam powered i don't know i think i think it's electric i think it's electric it's is electric it, powered is it listening to us right now like does it know that we want to stop oh yeah it's got voice control i'm sure stop no no did not work We'll have to figure something out. Yeah. You got a coat hanger. We're also getting really close to Jacksonville. This is weird. It's getting like, really hot in the car. Yeah. Is everything okay? I don't know. All right. Well, so we might be back next week. Um, I've got a show <laughs> next week, depending on the self-driving car. 
Uh, January 28th, the Kitchen Killers will be here. Jay and Billy from Kitchen Killers. You're familiar with those guys? Oh, yeah. Check those people out. They're awesome. Yeah, they're great. Uh, February 4th, um, also a musician, but uh, an artist as well. You may have seen some of his murals up around town. He's got one up on uh, over at Sam Flax right now that will be changing out on February 9th. So uh, I don't know if you know this. Sam Flax is the wonderfully uh, just diverse, and they've got everything, art supply store here in town. Okay. And uh, they've got a bunch of walls, and what they do every couple of years is uh, allow muralists to come in and paint one of the sections of the walls. And so they make a big day out of it. So that's happening February 9th. Uh, you'll be out at the Daytona Main Street Live Music oh, yeah. Fest. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, people will be able to see that. So Skip, um, as he's known, is going to be doing one of those. And then February 11th, Eddie Selover will be here. He is, uh, among other things, the curator of Pachacacha Orlando, which is a pretty fun event that happens okay. over at the Dr. Phillips uh, Performing Arts Center. Uh, they have speakers come in, and he picks them out and tell these incredible stories. But the format is you have 20 slides. And you have 20 seconds per slide. Mm. So it goes to the next slide, whether you're done talking about that slide or not. I think it's that's a, a good format. It's a really fun way to watch it from an audience's perspective. It it kind of grabs you a little bit more because there's this sense of urgency. Like, is this person going to make it? You also know when they're going to stop talking and move on. That's important. You know that even if you do not like, for whatever reason, or maybe you don't relate to whatever the person is talking about, it's going to be over in six minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. So that's not it's a bad thing as well. So he'll be on February 11th, and then Pachacacha Orlando Volume 25 will be on February 23rd. So that's coming up as well. That's exciting. So that's it. Let's play one more song. I, is it this one? Sure. Valley Maker from their album Rhododendron. I don't think I'm saying that right. Let's play this one. Light on the ground. Light Lights on the ground? Light on the ground. Okay. <laughs> I, Valley Maker, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. We apologize. Yeah. No, no, I apologize. You've been fine. Oh, that's because I haven't had to read them yet. If I did, I'd probably be like all over the place. Okay, great. So yeah. that makes me feel slightly better. It's uh, encouraging. You're going to hear that on WPRK. Go check out Landon Noland, and we're going to get out of here. All righty. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Let's shake on it. That makes for good radio. There we go. Can you let go of my hand? I got it. Still shaking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode 10. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends to prepare for the eventual robot uprising. Also, visit to a certain degree.com. That's T O A certain degree.com. Check out Landon at his shows around the Orlando area, online on the social medias, and at LandonNolan.com. Thanks for listening. I will miss our little talk. The To Be Decided. It's a YouTube channel where hosts Miller and Davis tell some stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos. Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out, please go to, and check out, I say check out a lot. YouTube.com slash the to be decided for more information.